What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And as promised, we are back one week after you last listened to us because we are back on a weekly cadence. We are back to talk about football. We have so, so much to get into because we are kicking off our entire run of talking about football on every single episode from here on out until we get into football season. Michelle, how excited are you? Because if you can't hear it in my voice, I'm talking so fast because I'm so excited for what's going to happen in the next few weeks and months. I mean, what better what better way to kick off the show than saying we are bringing you all football all the time, literally for the next too many weeks for me to count. I know at least eight, and then I'll do some quick and dirty math, and we got another five after that, and then it's football season, so... It suffices to say we will be talking plenty of football over the coming months for you all. So much football. Now, okay, before we get into football, because we're going to preface exactly what we're doing for the next eight weeks and give you some windows into what's going on on this show. Um, But before we do, Michelle always says that I talk too much in this opening intro, but I'm going to do it anyway. She's shaking her head. Yes, (laughs) stop talking, Kate. But you know what? I want to tell the people what's up. And, and they can fast forward through these first few minutes if it's not interesting, which it probably isn't. But, you know, I just, um, I've got some things to say. Can right, I what say do you have, one what do you, thing? What do you have on your mind today, Kate? Please enlighten <laughs> me and our fellow listeners. <laughs> it's only one thing. It's only one thing. Those I are your famous people- last words, legitimately. <laughs> we should get t-shirts that say it's only one thing. <laughs> Pun intended. Kate's famous last words, aka the she never has the last words, are, I just want to say one thing. Just one thing. Just one thing. Just one more thing. One more thing. And that thing is, so this week, I just wanted to announce that I am starting my first diet. I've never done a diet before. Oh I know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know. And it's basically, I just, I need some, I need both your support, first of all, and also <laughs> the, the, the rest of our listening audience, I need your support because I don't know how to do a diet, but I have to do it because my doctor said that I have to start on this FODMAP diet. And it's basically <laughs> eliminating every type of sugar from your diet and starting from nothing and then reintroducing these over the next six weeks. So if my energy changes between now and the next six episodes we're doing about football, that's why I have to do a diet and I'm not happy about it. I mean, maybe if you have less sugar, you'll talk less. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm, wow. right, I'm sort of kidding, but you do have my full support. I will be here every step of the way. Hopefully talking about football will keep your energy levels high. Um, but more importantly, it will. Hopefully, hopefully lower sugar levels will make you talk less. We'll see what happens. I don't think it's possible for me to talk less, but we will see and we will track our changes over the next few weeks together, everyone. So <laughs> hang with us. The draft queens are getting skinny and healthy. And uh, but yeah, that's my only update this week. There is one and that's it. OK, but I'm going to make you explain just a little further. Why is it called FODMAP? What is what does that mean? So it stands for like the six different types of of like glucose or something so there's like fructan it's like the it's the six things that you can't eat and it's literally everything except like meat 
So I'm basically doing Whole30 and then in six weeks, I'll start reintroducing foods back into my diet to see if they trigger me or if I'm allergic or things like that. Wow. I'm definitely saying uh, prayers for you. I've never done a diet in my whole life. (laughs) Well, neither have I, and it's not going great for me, but up until now, so I will come back with updates, but brief updates because... I know that we have to get into the episode, and this is me coaching myself through self-restraint, just so you know. You're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, so I guess we should explain what we're doing for the next next eight weeks or so. You want to tell the listeners what our game plan is? Yeah, I mean, look, there's been a ton of stuff happening in the off season. Uh, we're we're in June, which means football season is right around the corner, and that also means fantasy football drafts are even closer around the corner. Amen to that. So what we want to do is take the next eight weeks, talk through each of the conferences for the football league, for the National Football League. We've talked a lot about what's been going on um, in the off season. We've briefly talked about you know some of those implications and things that may. Uh, happen leading into football season but that was a long time ago and now it is June and everyone probably is starting to get that fantasy itch so we figured let's go through each conference give you guys the skinny make sure everyone's reminded of what's been going on for each of these teams who's in each of the 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 conferences um, and just have it just be right at the top of your brains so that when those fantasy drafts start to happen you know you have a little game plan put together and maybe one little tidbit of something that we remind you on one of these episodes will help you make a great pick well i think what i am most excited for for these next eight episodes is that there have been, and we've talked about this uh, when we were talking about the the NFL draft, we were talking about this when there was an NFL trade deadline, there have been so many moves during the offseason, more than I recall in any previous season of the NFL, and uh, I am having a hard time keeping up with who is where, like what have these offseason moves looked like, who actually got drafted to each team, and how does that restack them potentially for the rest of this season. So I'm excited for that because we are starting today with a breakdown of the AFC East. And uh, this is a fun one because this is last season. This was a shoe in, right? Um, yes. Yes. But, very much so. But this season, I feel like we have things to talk about. We really do. I mean, where, as where a- do we start? All right, I think where we start is last year, right? So as you said, in the AFC East, we finished in this order. The Buffalo Bills at the top, 13-3, and awesome season. Followed by the Miami Dolphins, in my opinion, surprisingly, 10-6 and season. Followed by the New England Patriots, 7-9. and Lots of tea to spill on what's been going on for the Patriots and how we think that'll change this year. And then, womp womp, the Jets, 2-14, and finished at the bottom of this conference. So, um, as Kate said, let's take a look back. That's where we ended last year. Um, and I think we want to catch you all up to speed on what's been going on in the offseason for each of these teams and really just kind of put a little prediction out into the ether, you know, of how we think maybe people will finish this year. Again, I'll reintroduce this fun phrase. 
Kate and I have no crystal balls, but we're just No crystal gonna, ball, baby. No crystal no, ball. We have no crystal balls on this show, but we're going to tell you what's been going on with these teams. We're going to give you a little prediction. Um, this is always a fun game for Kate and I to play uh, at the end of the season to see if we, uh, if we got anything right. That's right. Well, let's 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 try to start maybe with uh, I, I think we should go through each team and talk about offseason moves, uh, draft picks and any re-signings. And then at the end of all the four teams, we should do a ranking of our predictions, how they finish. What do you think? I love it. I love it. Who okay. do you want to start with? I would like to start with a team that you just mentioned is kind of a wild card. Uh, I would like to start with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, the Miami Dolphins. Okay, cool. So, all right. Biggest offseason moves, I think, you know, to to make sure that everybody remembers. Um, they signed Jacoby Brissett, backup quarterback, uh, Malcolm Brown, running back, and Will Fuller, five, to name a few, uh, who, who Will Fuller is an incredible um, wide receiver. Um, those are the biggest offseason moves that they have. Now, you might be scratching your head and saying, oh, Jacoby Brissett, but what about Tua? Don't be fooled. The Miami Dolphins have said, like, Tua's their guy. They, you know, no more of these antics like what they did with Fitzpatrick last year. Fitzpatrick is no longer a Dolphin. Uh, the Dolphins organization Where is, is Ryan saying... Fitzpatrick? Are we going to get to that? Eventually. I'm sure we will. But he's not on the Dolphins, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> it now. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the organization has said... Two is their guy. Uh, I think by bringing in someone like Will Fuller 5, that really helps. He's an awesome, awesome target for Tua to have. Uh, Malcolm Brown had an incredible season on the ground last year, so I think that's going to give them uh, a, a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more power um, in, you know, the backfield. Look, they had Salvin Ahmed last year. He's still there. He had a great season. So I think they're just trying to build around Tua, um, last year, it was he wasn't the go-to, um, but I think they're trying to you know give him some some weapons. And when you look at Will Fuller, you, look, you still got Miles Gaskin, you still got Mike Gesicki. Like uh, they had, they made some good moves, um, but I think what they're really trying to do is build a solid you know group uh, around Tua. And 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 last but not least, you know they they signed or they drafted, I should say. Um, you know, Jalen Waddell, who a lot of people are saying was like the best wide receiver that could have been drafted. So to me, I'm seeing Tua in the center, them committing to Tua that they haven't really done in the past, and then building, you know, this this group around him um, with some of these new signings and this and this draft pick this year. It still seems to me with the way you're laying this out that I, I mean, I am. um I'm hopeful that Tua is able to fly on his own and start to form this team around whatever he wants the offense to look like. Yep. Uh, it's still to me like the 10 and 6 ending of the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins. Wow. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins last year feels still a little bit uh a little bit too good for me. I could see them kind of finishing middle of the pack. Um I, I don't I don't think they're gonna have a great season or a bad season, but I do feel like, especially with Will Fuller Five, which is very exciting, Malcolm Brown, which is very exciting, 
I think that they're building. It's another building year for the Dolphins. I'll be curious. Truly, I am curious about Ryan Fitzpatrick because um, knowing his background, he's the eternal coach. You know what I mean? Like he's the the OG quarterback who comes in and either fills in for the standing quarterback or coaches the newbie. So I, I do think in a weird way that's sort of like a quarterback coaching loss in some ways. Um, but we'll see. Maybe it will allow Tua the opportunity to fly on his own and build this offense the way he wants it. I'll also be really curious, obviously, with all the new rookies who are, who've been drafted, how Jalen Waddle ends up. Uh, I'll be I'll be stoked to see him play. Yeah, it, look, I agree with you. I think you know, I think that they they floundered a bit last year by you know pivoting back and forth from quarterbacks. I don't think Tua is where he needs to be yet. I definitely agree with you, but it does seem like they're trying to uh, you know build build around him uh, and help him you know spread his wings a little bit. I, I definitely agree with you. I think I was surprised by how they finished last year. Um, I think you know I'd be surprised if they finished that well you know uh, again this year. Uh, and there's also just you know there's a lot of other teams that have been doing some stuff in the off season that's going to make this conference a bit more challenging for them this year. Uh, speaking of competition uh, in this conference, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, Kate. Uh, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, funny enough, uh, coming off of talking about the Dolphins, who I feel like made a ton of offseason moves, um, there's been very little from the Bills. So I feel like this this part of our AFC East topic will be very short. Um, they're banking yeah. big on the people they have. Yeah, I mean, look, I think... You know, we saw an incredible season from from Josh Allen last season. I think this guy just continues to grow. He continues to get better. He continues to trust his his teammates. You know, Stefan Diggs was, uh, you know, finished at the top of how many lists last year, you know, as it relates to yards and receptions, et cetera. Like, so, you know, they're making sure he's happy with his contract and, and, and he's, you know, in they're, they're heavily investing, you know, in him and, and him and Josh Allen have a heck of a, uh, you know, a thing going there. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that. You know, they did introduce Emmanuel Sanders, you know, to the team will be interesting, definitely a little bit older, you know, maybe can, you know, bring in a little of that, you know, kind of coaching advice that, that you were talking, you know, about with a, with a relatively young team. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's sort of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And these guys, you know, really have been on the upward trajectory. They had a great season last year. I, I think they're really happy with, you know, who they have and where they're at. And these guys are just hopefully going to mature and mold together even more. And, you know, I think they have another great season this year. I hope that it's um I hope it's what we just described for the for the Miami Dolphins. I hope the Bills have gotten there, right? So for the Dolphins, they're building. They're building with new players. They're drafting fresh out of college uh players or after a season rookies. So um we've got sophomore rookies, we've got freshman rookies if you will. The Bills I think are at that point where they've built. They they've proven themselves as of last year they're getting to a more seasoned era of the franchise and so I I do think you're right in that investing that time and and really banking on Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen again I think it's a if it ain't broke don't fix it situation and I think they're getting to a season that will hopefully be very telling that they've reached a full maturity level and so, and, and if it's reflective of last season's run, 
then it'll be a very good season. So I don't have much to say about the Bills either, aside from I'm hopeful for them, I'm excited for them, I would love to see another kick-ass season from them, and uh, it'll be a real, it'll it'll be fun to watch them. Speaking of fun to watch, I think, you know, last year we talked a lot about the New England Patriots. Uh, they started out semi-fun to watch. You sort of felt like maybe they were onto something with Cam Newton, and then shit just hit the fan and the season just did not come together for them. They finished under 500, you know, they didn't make a playoff run. Uh, Cam sort of, you know, started to fizzle out a bit. And, uh, you know, I think speaking of a team that's made a lot of off season moves, I I think they felt that around the organization and they are determined to not let that happen again this year. You know, when you look at some of these signings, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, like, I know that Cam runs the ball a lot, but Cam can throw it. He just needs viable hands to throw it to. And so, you know, when you think of Johnu and Hunter Henry specifically in the tight end position, you know, this is very reminiscent of how the Patriots used to run their plays, right? This used to be Tom Brady, Ron Gronkowski. Like, this used to be how that offense would run. Now, the players are different, but I think they're sort of trying to go back to the to the basics of what worked for the team and for the offense just with with new faces and new names and I think I think a lot of a lot of the team, the whole organization, Bill Belichick, super bummed about how last season went down and you know, if you know anything about the Patriots and the franchise, there's no way they're going to come out looking terrible and letting their season be under 500 again. So uh, I'm really, really interested to see, you know, how they, they, well, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the new guys settle in and I'm very interested to see how Cam works with these guys. And Hey, you know what? Not too bad getting Mac Jones as your draft pick either. You know, not, not bad to have a young guy, you know, as the backup, you know, to work with Cam and work with some of these new guys. Like, I just think they're going to come out guns blazing, um, you know, knowing uh, how sort of, I don't want to say embarrassing because it's not like they only won like two games like the Jets last year, but it's not a Patriots season, you know, when you're under 500. And I think the offseason moves and how aggressive they've been speaks to the fact that they need to reroute, (laughs) rerouting from 2020, like major rerouting. I I couldn't agree more, and and I do think it's worth noting, like very notably, and why I think some of these uh, off season moves and re signings are interesting, is to shine a little light, obviously, on who they're not re signing. With Julian Edelman phasing out of the franchise, it very much feels when I look at the New England Patriots of old, and I look at the New England Patriots of new. It very much feels like now with with Edelman phasing out, the only person that feels old regime, quote unquote, to me is James White, who's sticking around. Right. I'm excited for that, as always, to go by committee in the backfield and see how how that all shakes out for their running back game. Um, the rest of these, so losing Edelman makes me a little bit wary. Uh, and also bringing together so many of these new players, like the one-two tight end punch of Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, I'll be curious to see. 
and obviously we know that Cam loves to run the ball. We know Cam has like one of the best arms in 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 football. Um, but also where Mac Jones falls. I mean, I this to me, the New England Patriots are probably the most interesting team in the AFC East this year for so many reasons. If not, sure. old regime is phased out and some sort of new regime slash intermediate moment is happening. And I would imagine, too, that, you know, Bill Belichick has something to prove, but I don't think he'll be part of this organization for too much longer. So it feels, again, like super transitional, but the one thing that keeps me hopeful, obviously, about the Patriots versus like a Dolphins, for example, is coaching. And last year just felt like a bad year. They have weapons that could work really well for them. I just want to see, and I think that preseason will be really telling for how all of these folks function together. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this team um, this year after what happened last season. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on them because of all the moves that were made in the offseason. Um, and now it's time Now it's time to shine. Now it's time to see, you know, kind of what these guys are made of. You've got some old, you've got some new. And I agree. I think they're going to be really exciting to, uh, to watch this year. Now, last but not least. But uh, maybe, but maybe least. But maybe last and maybe least is the New York Jets. Um, let's just get through it because offseason moves are inclusive of uh, my beloved Corey Davis, who I'm still going to be hurting for for the Titans, uh, Tevin Coleman. Um, Sam Darnold just got traded away, and it's obviously for the best. They have a new quarterback who they just drafted, Zach Wilson, and that is pretty much it. So uh, if you're asking me, Michelle, I don't feel like a hell of a lot has happened for the Jets. Why is that? I mean, it's just really bad when you're coming off a 2-14 and season. It's just been season after season of losing. It's been season after season of not finding the right quarterback to click in. These guys have not had a franchise quarterback in years. Now, is it great that they got Zach Wilson? Yes. Do I think he's going to have a great season right off the bat? Honestly speaking, no. I don't think they have enough weapons. I, you know, you never know what happens with a with a rookie. Um, you know, we've seen rookies that are amazing. We've seen rookies that have gotten hurt. We've seen rookies that have been terrible. You know, but he's stepping right into it. There is no there is no time to acclimate. He is literally stepping right into it. You know, as as the quarterback of that team, I just I just think all signs point to. God, it could even be a worse season than last. I don't know. It can't. How much worse? I don't know. But when you when you only win two games, but I don't. I don't see when we're talking about building. This is like, this is like a forty five year build. Is how it feels right now. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I I'm hoping that they're saving grace because I don't know how Zach Wilson will play. I really don't. And I'd love to rely TBD, on him, totally. but yeah, he's yeah exactly. But TBD big time. Um, trading away Sam Darnold, but if we look back to when Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts in his rookie year, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in a rookie quarterback in an organization that is coached by any of the Jets coaching staff, so there's some shade for you. I would say (laughs) my eyes will be on Zach Wilson and Tevin Coleman. I would really, really love to see their run game open up because clearly Sam Darnold bombing the ball was not working last year. It was not working, and I don't think it's going to work, even though they have Corey Davis, who is extremely hot and cold. He has amazing games, and he has really, really cold games. I mean, if you ever pick him up in your flex for your fantasy leagues, you know he is hot and cold. So 
I don't have any idea how this will fare, but my feeling is not so well. So with that in mind, I I think we should predict where they all finish, one through four, in the AFC East. And I'm going to start with four and maybe work our way up because number four... It's got to be the New York Jets, baby. Got to be the Jets. Let's go, I mean, Jets. I have to agree with you. There's just there's just no way that, no. Based on everything we've just talked through, there's just no way that these guys end up anywhere other than fourth, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So that's I have a feeling one. we're I have a feeling we're going to agree 100% on this one. So I, I'm putting... I'm putting the, the the Dolphins at three. You know, I think, like I said, I, I was surprised that they finished second, you know, in this conference. I was surprised at their record. I think they made some good offseason moves, but I think there's still a lot to work on. Um, and now there's a bit more competition, you know, in, in, in their conference, of course, outside of it as well. But, you know, these, these teams play each other, you know, twice throughout the season. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see the Dolphins uh, eking it out uh, any higher than, than third in this conference. I also think that the Dolphins are, I I don't disagree. I I think I'm going to go Dolphins three also. I'm hinging that, like I said, on losing Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can't believe I'm saying that, but. Me neither, me neither, truly. uh, Me neither. Yeah, I I can't believe I'm saying that. But I do think (laughs) losing Ryan Fitzpatrick is is big in that he was probably a coach for two in a lot of ways. I don't know what two is going to do. He's more of a wild card for me at the helm than than uh, Cam is. So in that case, but it's close, right? I think the two, three spots will be close. I want to see how the Patriots gel, um, but the Patriots right now, if gun to your head, I I would put them second. How about you? I would too. I just think, I think there's there's at least a bit more... uh, experience, you know, and, and some more career guys, you know, on the Patriots. So even just that alone gives me a little bit more confidence than than I would feel, you know, about the Dolphins. And sometimes, sometimes that's all it takes. You just need guys that have a little bit more experience on the field, you know, that can that can mesh a little bit quicker and easier together. Um, and so I I do think you know uh, the Patriots, you know, have a I would say they have a rebound season. I don't think it's going to be, you know, we're not going to the Super Bowl, but I definitely think they're going to, you know, finish at, at 500 or above this year. Um, but I don't see them beating out the Bills in this conference. If it ain't broke, don't trade them, as they say. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't trade them. No offseason moves, no anything makes me think that the Bills will only improve. They will only improve, and I hope it's another big season for them. Put them in the top spot. Go Bills. I want to go to a game this season. Let's go. I'm available. Like, I uh, (laughs) couldn't be more excited to do literal anything, no less go to a football game. So uh, I'm available. I'm available. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's the AFC East, ladies and gentlemen. And I cannot, now I'm very excited to get into all the rest of these. I wish we were doing it right this minute, but we're not. But there will be seven more of these beautiful, happy, football-loving episodes to follow. There sure will be. So next week you can you can tune in for another divisional breakdown from the NFL, uh, two of eight. And uh, you know where to find us as always. We are in your earballs every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you don't already follow us across your podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, wherever you listen, come find us and follow us. Uh, and hit subscribe or rate us. 
And if you want to talk more shop about football or talk through these rankings for who we are predicting will finish the AFC East versus who you are predicting will finish the AFC East at the top of the pack, uh, hit us up on our socials at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter, etc., etc. Michelle, honestly, it feels so good to talk about this. Thank you for thank you for taking the time. How about that? How about that? I am I am getting very 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 pumped for football season. Let's keep talking about it. We will see y'all next week. How you doing, baby?